Thank you for listening. A list of content warnings can be found in the episode description. Take care. Enjoy the show. Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. You make towards the monument outside the mortuary gates. Its obsidian walls have a warm sheen in the fading orange light. And as before, a chorus of dustman mourners are chanting by the entrance. An elderly woman veiled in a black-knitted shawl watches them solemnly. A sense of great loss hangs over her like a heavy cloak, and a long, sad sigh escapes from her lips. (sighs) Are you all right? Her eyes remain fixed on the chorus. No. But there's no words you could say now to help. Grief never gets easier. You just get more used to it. I'm sorry for your loss. At this, she looks up at your face, cloudy eyes squinting and straining to see you clearly. Forgive me, young Cutter, but I'm an old woman and I, I don't see so well. Do I know you? Perhaps, but I don't know you. She mulls your answer over for a moment, nodding. Mm. Well, go on then, you're here for something. What was it you wanted? I... uh, well, (laughs) I suppose I have some questions. I'm looking for... Questions? Her expression curdles. Oh, oh no. You're an adventurer, aren't you? Name, job, and all that rot, eh? Well, 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 I won't have it. Off with you. I'm not an adventurer. Oh, bar that. The woman jabs her finger at you. I've watched the dustman put the name of me husband, damn his soul, me son, and both me daughters on their memorial. Adventurers, all of them. Why, I swung quite a sword myself in the day, so so I knows one when I meets one. Ah, I'll bet you've got all sorts of... Fire me questions. She mimics your heroic stance. Greetings, I have some questions. Can you tell me about this place? Who's the Lady of Pain? I'm looking for the magic girdle of Swankon. Have you seen it? Do you know where the portal to the 2817th plane of the abyss is? Do you, do you know where the holy flaming frostbrand, gronk slaying, vorpal hammer of wounds and burning and returning and shooting lightning out your bum is? Dung. All of it. Only gets you in the dead book. I ought to kick you in the shins for even pestering a poor old woman about it all. Now now go away and and leave me in peace. Thoroughly shamed, you leave the woman to her private grief and see Maeth, the muscular half-elven woman from Ulrich's Baus, sidle away from the monument. Hey! She's startled at first, reaching immediately for a blade at her side. But when she sees who you are, her head droops in resignation. How are you doing? Her eyes are raw and rimmed red with tears, and a pungent smell of herbal ash lingers on her muddied clothing. Who are you, scarred man? Some guest to haunt me this day? A grim herald of dust to harry me into oblivion? I'm no herald of dust. 
Is that what you want? Oblivion? I want this day to not have happened. I want to be able to go back to Elise, and, and I want to not have to beg for the forgiveness she can't give. I want... It's okay. You're one of the Doom Guard, right? A sinker. Aye. Tell me about them. With a sigh, she slumps against the cold walls of the memorial. We believe that the other factions are looking too hard for the point of the multiverse. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop entropy. We believe that through action or inaction, everything must end. She wipes a stream of tears from her nose and cheeks. So why does this hurt so much? <laughs> Some sinker, eh? <laughs> At this memorial, the dustmen preach the true death. Oblivion is their ultimate goal. And this life harries us with pain and grief. And only in passing through these emotions can we achieve peace. <laughs> Do you believe that? I don't know. Do you believe everything must end? You know, I think I do. Well, then so must grief. Thank you, I suppose, Cutter. Don't take this the wrong way, but I hope to never see you again. Fair enough. Farewell, Maith. Standing at the monument itself is Death of Names, with the same crooked smile fixed in his expression and his withered arm cradled against his side. Greetings. Once again, his eyes seem to slide over you. Name? Ah. Uh. Terran. With a wild gleam, his eyes run across the walls of the monument, scanning the names at an inhuman speed. He then points at a section of the wall. Buried. Freshly chiseled into the black stone, in tiny cramped graving, is the name Terran. It is almost lost amongst the sea of names around it. Huh. I'd like to bury a new name. He nods, then unfolds his small hand from where it is cradled on his side. It looks atrophied. Costs jink to bury a name. Three coppers, three. How about S. Annan? The coppers fall into Death of Names' hand, and he tucks his arm back to his side. His eyes, now suddenly alive, roll to the back of his head, then snap forward and begin scanning the monolith and the walls of the memorial area. He catches sight of a clear spot and quickly scuttles over to it, hunches down, then begins to delicately chip away. He stops a few moments later, hops up, then returns to you. Buried. The word has a finality about it that makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh, thank you. And there you see it. The name S. Annan, the Mourned City, chiseled eternally into the obsidian wall. You hold for a moment, contemplating the vastness of the monument in front of you. Innumerable names of the dead. And you wonder if any of them are yours. With a dustman brooch ripped from Ashmantle's robe turning in your hand, you make your way to the gathering dust bar. 
Sat at a table, staring almost directly at the entranceway, is a spindle-thin dustman in a bone-white ringmail shirt that looks to weigh more than the man himself. His stiff black hair springs forth from his skull like a crown of spikes, and his leper-white skin is drawn sharply across his skull. You shift your leg from one to the other to try and catch his eyeline, but his gaze remains fixed at the door behind you. After a moment, he notices your presence and suddenly stoops, frowning into his drink and mumbling to himself. You okay there, friend? The dustman looks up, blinks once, then scans you up and down. As he studies you, he takes one of his spiked locks and points at himself with it. Narakch, initiate, dustman, god. Narakch, you're the one who posted the one ad outside. The man releases a heavy sigh. In the hive... Many things hamper the dustman cause, and among those, many thieves. One thief wears robes of dustman, but a dustman not. A thief disguised as a dustman? <laughs> Norokch nods. Find him. I cannot. Important to the dustman, it is. Uh, well, good news. I already found this not dustman, and he won't be pulling that trick again. You place the wrought iron brooch on the table in front of him, and he snatches out with unnatural speed, drawing it to within a few inches of his widened eyes. After several seconds of close scrutiny, he returns the metal skull to your hand. Thanks, give I. He then reaches into a bag slung over his chair, and passes you a jangling parcel wrapped in bandages. Copper coin, thirty-three and thrice a hundred. Huh, thank you. You got any more jobs like that, you let me know. Mayhap. For now, with Emmerich you should speak. To thank you, he'd wish, for your aid to the dustman. Will do. Farewell. Flanked by a pair of zombie guards, Emmerich is seated in silent contemplation at the head table of the gathering dust. His brassy skin gleams as he shifts to grant you his attention. Your aid to the dustman is most useful. You may accept our sincere gratitude. How did you... Well, you're welcome, I guess. Did you have more to say? Or shall I release you to continue your search for the collector Farad? Farad, right. Um, uh, that's why I'm here. I, I've been told he's in hiding below Ragpicker's Square, whatever that means. And to reach him, there's a portal. I just need the key. Below the Picker's Square? Intriguing. His stoic face remains still as ever, but the slight flick of his eyes reveals a look of concern. What's wrong? Beneath the streets of Sigil lies a buried ward, an under-Sigil. Go on. The streets of the Hive are treacherous to many but would be considered safe in comparison to the unchecked tunnels below. Why would Farad hold up there? Why, indeed. Find your key. Perhaps the answer will reveal itself. Again, you prove your worth. I extend the faction's gratitude. Tell me about the faction. How is it organized? Dustmen are organized into five circles. The fifth circle is made of the lowest rank of dustmen, initiates. The first circle is comprised of the highest ranking dustmen, the ruling body of our faction. As an organization, 
We care for and prepare the bodies of the dead. As a group of believers, well, why do you ask? Emmerich fixes you with his eyes. I think I would like to join the Dustman faction. If you desire to join the Dustman faction, I will hear your request. You have misjudged me. I, I have no desire to join the Dustman faction. I merely am beginning to align with what the Dustmen believe. Very well. Do you know our philosophy? Yes. Recite it. The goal of all Dustmen is to reach the true death, oblivion. This life that many cling to with their emotions and passions is a false one. As long as one clings to it, one will continually be reborn into it. One must divest themselves of emotion to escape this cycle. Do you believe it? Not entirely. Belief may come with time's passing. Is your conviction so strong that our philosophy shall never have a home in your mind? I'm not sure. I would like to put my uncertainty to time's test. Very well. There is more to the true death than oblivion. Some may believe that true death is perfect contentment, happiness, peace. These words have much interpretation. To some, there is comfort in the finality of oblivion. And to reach this perfect state, one must be willing to shed their past, their emotion. What if their past keeps falling upon them? Then, their journey will be a long one. Heralds of dust we may be, but there is no chasing the true death. Many believe we dustmen only care for the dead, but the dead truly need no care. It is for the living that we usher their bodies through death, for it is the living who must be guided to understand this existence, to contemplate the emotions chaining them to life. I see. I would spend time among the dustmen, so to better examine my beliefs. Then they shall be tested. Seek one of the initiates, the young one in the corner. Awaiting death, he has come to be known. He reaches for the true death with an eagerness akin to passion. If he persists, it shall forever remain out of reach. Speak with him and see if he can be helped. Very well. I, I will see what can be done. Before you is a younger dustman with light stubble on his chin and dark circles beneath his eyes. He is staring at the wall with a somber expression. Greetings. The dustman doesn't look up. He stares straight ahead as if he is seeing something several leagues beyond the walls of the bar. Uh, can I ask you some questions? The dustman doesn't respond. He keeps staring into the distance. Alrighty then. Let's go, Chief. This Dusty might as well be fertilizer. Fair enough. Let's get out of here. Do you want to die? What did you say? The boy's expression does not flicker. Do you want to die? No. Do you? Yes. He studies you, but his gaze never meets yours. It's as if you were a sculpture or some piece of art he was trying to fathom. Why do you want to live? There are certain questions I need answered about my life before I am willing to surrender it. 
I want to find out who I am. The dustman listens silently. After you speak, he does not respond, merely watches you. He looks like he is thinking. Do you want to die? Is that why you asked? Yes. Why don't you want to live? Death is an ending to all things. Death is silent. Comforting. <laughs> Trust me, it's not. And how do you know? I, I just do. Call it a hunch. <laughs> Hardly convincing. Well, try and kill me then. See what happens. He looks at the scars that weave across your chest. Nay, I think not. <clears throat> Even if I felt the urge to do so. I don't know what lies beyond death. I've yet to see it and remember it. If I die again, perhaps then I could speak of it. <laughs> you, you jest. No man can die more than once. Not without being resurrected. Resurrected? Resurrected? Brought back to life. The magic required is indeed powerful. Who would be capable of such power? A mighty sorcerer or, or priest? Or one of the powers? But not anyone I know. He frowns. And I don't believe you know of anyone of that sort either. Is that so? Look me in the eyes. His eyes flicker, but remain fixed on the wall ahead. Why are you so afraid? <laughs> what do you mean? You refuse to engage with this life. What is it about living that drives you to fear and hate it? This is living? He bares his teeth and his hands clench. This existence... This existence is a mockery of life. I do not wish to continue the charade any longer. But you haven't answered the question. Why is this life a mockery? Because there has to be more to life than this. Why, why would anyone want to remain in this life, in, in this foul city, in the center of the multiverse that, that feeds on pain and hatred? There's more to life than pain and hatred. And what would you know? A, a, a walking testimony to violence. A dealer in death, surely, but, but you cheat it. Stubbornly clinging to life. P please, I just... I just want it to end. He pauses, waiting for your reply. His eyes frantically looking everywhere but your face. Well, go on then. Leave. <laughs> Leave me or kill me, because I, I see no further use in us having this conversation. He waits for you to leave. You remain still. <laughs> or, or maybe that's it. You could do that. You, you could do it, couldn't you? you? You've killed before. You could end this now. I, I'll pay. He takes a pouch from his belt and casts it on the table. <laughs> I, I, I won't struggle. You lift up the bag of coins... It's heavy. A few hundred commons, at least. He closes his eyes. Do it now. I, I cannot wait any longer. You lean over and place your hands on his shoulders. He gives a sharp intake of breath. Go on. There's payment enough there. You move one hand round the back of his neck. His breathing becomes frantic and panicked. You place your other hand onto the side of his face. He winces in anticipation. You take your thumb 
and carefully wipe away the tear forming on his cheek. Look me in the eyes. With a gasp, his eyes flash open. Your gaze locks with his. He cannot look away. He's terrified. Desperate. He can barely breathe. Tell me this is what you want. What memories you can recall begin to cascade down your vision. Every life you've taken, every death you've avoided, you pour every feeling you can muster into this boy. Every pain, every joy, every regret. Tell me this is the end. Tears flood his face now. He's very small. Your hand encompasses the back of his neck. It wouldn't take much to end it for him. Tell me. Maybe he was right. Maybe this should be the end. Maybe. No! 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 His face crumples and he buries his head into your chest, weeping unabatedly. You hold him tight and say nothing. After a minute, his sobbing goes quiet and he mumbles for you to release him. To your discomfort, you find yourself doing so reluctantly. Changed your mind? What are you? I don't know. Have you seen death? I don't know. I think so. Yet, you still think. You still feel? Yes. But there... There is a hollowness. Something is missing. And it eats at you. Never leaves you at peace. Even death is no release. Live. G grow old. Whatever. But, but learn. The boy looks at you for a moment in silence. Then he nods slowly, rubbing his neck. Very well. You can keep the coin, I suppose. I didn't fulfill my terms of the agreement, so keep your money. Thank you, sir, for giving me a fresh perspective. I will do as you have said. Don't thank me. Just live. It insults the dead to treat life so carelessly. You leave the boy to his contemplation and see Norokch staring at you with a strange smile on his face. What you did, I saw. You are quite capable. Your methods, most peculiar. Another task I may have for you. As long as there's another reward, count me in. Of course, of course. Come sit down. Let me explain. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series, a Revoker GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.